Okay, Boker Tov, we continue in the Sefer Nefesh Shimshon. We're on the bracha of Asher Yotzar. And we're going to uh, go a little bit deeper into this bracha. And to understand on a deeper level, what, what are we trying, to, what are we saying to Hashem when we say Asher Yotzar? So first let's go to a halachic issue that the Talmud talks about that you would think has nothing to do with Asher Yatsar. You'll see it has a lot to do with it. Rabbi Yochanan tells us if someone steals something from someone else and the owner has not despaired from getting it back. Now, who can display active ownership over the stolen item? And how would that manifest itself? Let's say you you have an item you'd like to gift it to the temple coffers. Now, you only can gift something to the temple coffers if they're yours. So now you have Ruvain owned a, let's uh, whatever, an expensive, a piece of jewelry, and Shimon stole it from him. Ruvain has not given up hope of uh, getting it back legally, whatever. Can either one of them gift it to the temple? Ruvain, the owner, doesn't have it in his possession. He can't gift it. Shimon is the thief. It's certainly not his. He can't gift it. Okay, that's what Gemara says. So, we see if a person takes anything and says, this is mine. I just go into anybody's house and I just take this and I say, this is mine. It's no longer in the domain of the owner, but the one who took it didn't acquire it. But he did take it away from the owner's possession. So stealing doesn't really benefit anybody, so to speak, in terms of being able to sanctify it, as it were. Same thing would be if, let's say, you you have a deposit, tell someone to watch something. I gave you something to watch. And then I come back, I say, can I have it back? The guy says, you never gave it to me. Well, it's like that guy is a thief. And uh, now the owner can't uh, sanctify it either. And the guy who's watching it can't sanctify it either as well. Because he doesn't have the ownership of it. So this is, so what does this have to do with with our topic? So the answer is, this is the... uh, understanding of what a bracha is to say that any the the essence of anything it's it's life and whatever it's all a picadon a deposit that's by me from Hashem that's what it is so God has given me everything and on the most basic level my life is on loan, or to quote Rush Limbaugh of blessed memory, with talent on loan from God, with such an emiss of wort. Okay? So, and obviously it's from God, because if God would open or close any one of the body parts in a way that's harmful, we couldn't stand before Hashem for a moment. So the body, with all its awesomeness and everything that's there, It's all Hashem's, and he has put it as a deposit for me to watch. That's what this bracha really is saying.
it, because it, it's saying you're the one who fashioned me and it's not that you gave it to me and now it's mine because my existence is so tenuous how can I say it's mine it's all from a Kurdish Baruch now that is that is really such an such a uh, primarily important statement because on the other hand if a person feels that the body is his and all of life that he has has been given to him and he owns his life he's in his own rishus he's in his own sphere of ownership okay which means to say to make it simple either how do we understand the fact that we have a body do we understand it it belongs 100% to Hashem and we're just watching over it or do we believe that God gave it to me and now it's mine and has nothing to do with Hashem okay so if that's in his own if he so he's now taking it into his reshus but really but really but really Hashem never gave it to him right so now he owes to pay back God a, a thief steals something you have to give it back right but if you're told to watch it and you're not stealing it to God so you can continue to watch it so it's interesting the minute a person admits that your body is Hashem's then that's a whole different story so you can get up in the morning and say I give thanks to Hashem that you returned my soul and I've received my soul I got from you and similarly the body when we say I share Yatzar with great wisdom and with all these with these holes and this and that and I really can't live a moment without your constant uh, 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 guarding me, me so it's like you're saying Hashem you never gave my body to me as a gifted acquisition for me to own it or as we say in your hand my soul is given to you it's yours you are the owner you have given it to me as a deposit and now since it's yours you can do whatever you want with it and certainly you want to keep me alive so what we're really saying when we're saying Asher Yitzar, it's a confession that I belong to you. And therefore, when we say this, we're saying that this deposit, this body, is God's. Okay? And therefore, if it's God's, I don't have to pay God anything for it. Because it's His. Now, if God wants to put it by me, I'm prepared to watch it, but I'm not taking it for myself. This is such an important thing. We're going to talk about this tomorrow in shul. We're going to be talking about this, this, uh, the fact that there's made legislation in Ontario, in Canada, I think, that uh, medically assistance in suicide, in death. So the main, the main theory of that is everyone, my body, my choice. And therefore, if the doctors can convince me that I should kill myself, so you kill yourself. My body, my choice. Uh, when we say this bracha, we're saying it's not my body. It's God's body, and I'm supposed to watch it. Now, 
if I'm supposed to watch it, I'm supposed to take care of it. And God, why did God lend me a body? He lent me a body so that I should do mitzvahs with it. I should sanctify God's name with it. That's what it, that's what that's how he wants me to watch it. I'm asking you to watch this for me. And watch it. Be careful in how you watch it. And when I'm going to ask for it back, please give it back to me the way I gave it to you. And even if you give it to me better, it'll even be a better thing. So when a person decides to kill themselves, and God says, what's this? You didn't watch the, not only you didn't watch them, I can imagine if I ask you to watch a precious item that I own. What do you do? You take an ax and, and smash it to bits. Well, what'd you do that for? So God said, I gave you a body. What'd you do? You killed it. It's not yours. On the other hand, if you say, Hashem, I know it's yours. And thank you for depositing it by me. Now, who's the one who has to worry to uh, to, to make sure it, it's, I mean, I have to take care of it. But then again, Hashem is the boss. And now he can do what he wants with it. So he can keep my health healthy. That's that's the whole difference. Do I have to pay back or do I not have to pay back? If Hashem gives it to me and I take it and I own it, now I own God. I owe him. How am I going to pay back? But if I know it's God's and, and how do I know? I don't make decisions contrary to what the owner wants me to do. There's a way to watch it. If it's mine, I can do what I want with it. But if it's not, then I have to watch it like Hashem. So now, what shows us what you mean? Right? So what shows me is the bracha. The bracha every day is an awesome bracha. And therefore, what we just said today in the Modim Anachnu bracha, we thank Hashem. On the wondrous and good things you do. That you do morning, afternoon, and night. I thank you. You're the owner. You're the one who takes care of all this. Okay. Now let's think about this, says Rav Pincus. He says, this is an awesome prayer because who knows how many accidents, how many sicknesses we could have avoided if we'd make this bracha properly. This is not a, a wholly sophisticated level. It's a simple fact. And if we would say this bracha every day and just get used to the simple fact, we'd understand this. And Rev Pincus, I don't know what time he was speaking about, He's, but it was always really, there's so much sickness, so much tragedy, so many accidents. You know why? Because we don't look at Hashem the way we're supposed to. If we're speaking to God properly, okay, we wouldn't see this anger that Hashem has over us. In other words, Hashem, the truth is, it's a, it's a deposit. So Hashem says, take care of it. And when Jews do have arrows, they're not taking care of it. So you're not taking care of it, and it's almost like you're stealing it from God. So then God says, well, then I don't have any dominion over it. Right? Just like if I steal from you, you can't you can't do anything with the object. You have no control. So when we say, God, it's my body, my body, my choice, God says, okay, then you know what you've done? You, you've taken control away from me. 
When you take control away from me and your car skids off the road, whatever chance does, that's what it does. If you keep God in control, God says, whoa, this is my, this is my body. I'm going to make sure you don't die. That's all the difference in the world. And that, I think, certainly is what you see happening in Eretz Yisrael. You know, there's, you know, if 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 the, the terror, the uh, Hamas, the whole world wants to destroy us. And statistically, they should succeed. So the only way we can really succeed is, you know, by not saying, well, it's my body and we'll, we'll protect ourselves. I mean, it is so silly that, uh, you know, that the secular leadership still feels, well, the Israelis are good fighters and that's what we're going to win. You know, I understand you have to say it to make, get everybody uh, enthused to continue to fight, but this is ridiculous. As soon as the United States stops giving them, they're finished. They're destroyed. So the only success, and some some of the um, secular uh, leadership is coming around to this. They're starting to say, they're starting to see that things are going most unusually, miraculously for them. So some of them are willing to admit, and they go to the Harem and they say, keep learning. You know, keep, keep learning. You're doing things for us. Because, and that and that's really what you're saying when you're making this bracha and this is the most commonly said bracha so many times a day because we have to keep coming back to this point that Hashem that my whole body is yours I don't have any desire to steal it away from you and if it's all Hashem's then Hashem is going to take care of what is this because he is empowered you see, Hashem set up the system that we have to empower Him to take care of us. If you say to God, God, where are you in the Holocaust? Hashem says, well, you didn't want me to, to be there. You chased me out. When you chased me out, I stay out. You took it away from me. You took your body away from me. I'm not the owner. And I, it, it doesn't make sense because you, you've stolen it. But if you, if you say to me that this is yours, Hashem, Oh, now I have to take care of it. Yeah. Yeah. Question. Why is the prayer so long? I mean, it's, so, it's noticeably longer than other prayers, and you know, it's, it's just trying again. It's, it's a hard one to remember. I got a card still, but it's a hard. It's a long prayer. There must be a reason. It could be a lot shorter. You know, thank you, Hashem, for loading this body and everything's working well. Well, it's it's. Oh, it 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 it's it's not that long of a prayer. Oh, Nevisus. It, it, it's all that. relative. Can you sing Old Canada? Yes. It's longer. So people that aren't from it's, Earth, it's, it's longer. Easy. It's longer. Yeah. Okay. How how come you're able to sing it? How come? Well, I've heard it many times. Well, when, when was the first time you said it? No, I think probably in school. Yeah, in school. Yeah, we did it in school. Every day in school. Did Everyone. you have to say that first? When I was a little kid, we had to say the Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. And I, we had to do another one. I can't. My country, tis of thee. Yeah. Sweet land of liberty, of thee I sink. <laughs> I won't go further, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. but guess what? In school, that's what they teach kids in Jewish school. When I was in grade three, 
like every day we daven. I said the bracha. So, you know, the, the, these are the things you got to practice. It's not that long, and it's much more true than O Canada. Okay, so and it's and it, but it's what, what what part would you want to take out? The first one says, "God, you created man with great wisdom, wisdom beyond what I could understand." And here's the and you created all kinds of orifices and all kinds of uh, uh, openings and this and that, you know. And if you would re- switch one around for a minute, I'd be dead. And then you say, blessed are you, God, that you do this amazing stuff. That's all it is. It's not that long. For a person, an Israeli would consider this a very short run. Okay, the struggle is the language issue that you have, but it's not really that long. And uh, it is something that can be memorized. It's, it's you know, you start with the card, and you have the card handy, and you keep saying it, and that's... And we tried to keep it on the wall yeah, over there. I told them. I told them. I didn't take it away. The cleaning guy threw it out. Uh, I said, you, you, happy to put it on the wall, but they're not going to let it stay. And they threw it out. Two days later, they threw it out. Okay, now, let's move on to the next part in this Asher Yotzer Baruch So, and, and look what Rapinka says. He says, up to now, I've explained things in a relatively simple way. <laughs> it's all been simple. Now he adds even deeper points. And he says, there's a famous statement, there's certain things that appear to be so simple, but within the simplicity, everything lies in that. Okay? So, he says, what's the foundation of everything in the world? The foundation is Malchus Shemayim, the kingdom of heaven, which is the tenth of the Sviros is Midas HaMalchus, the attribute of Malchus. And what is the attribute of Malchus? What's a king? So the Gemara says often, Lay slay The king has nothing of his own. That's what a real king, not a not a evil king. A real king has lots of wealth on his fingertips, but it's not meant for him to use. It's meant for the country to use. If you had kings like that, the world would be a great place, right? So what's the goal then? The goal is to recognize the king, to recognize his mercy, to recognize his strength, to recognize his compassion, and all the other wonderful attributes the king has, and therefore, you relate to the king. That, that's really, what, how should a king be, how should people relate to a king? Should they relate to the king? He's rich. He takes our taxes. That's how they're supposed to relate to a king. So relate to a king and says he's kind, he's powerful. And how does he show that? Well, all the assets of the country he uses for our benefit. He doesn't take anything for himself. So in what way do they understand the king? They don't look at the king as rich and powerful in terms of protecting his power but looking at him as, as the real definition, they say, a civil servant, right? It's a servant. <laughs> you ever see any politicians that act that way? A civil, if anyone who tried, they get them out because they don't want civil servants, right? So, so what is the problem? We don't have any, now we have a king, it's called Hashem. 
So in this world, if we had a good benevolent king, you could see the king's amazing. I mean, in theory, and there was occasions where that happened, or at least there were just, that people would, would say, long live the king, the king is amazing. And how do they know the king's amazing? He protects us. We have food, there's an economy. He stays up hours on end trying to help us. So even though they don't get to go to the king and shake his hand, but they get up in the morning and they know what? They're not gonna get attacked by enemies. Where's that coming from? It's from the king. They know what? There's enough food to eat. Where's that coming from? The king. All those things, even though they don't know the king, but they can recognize the king from what he is doing for them. Okay? And uh, and therefore, you can, you you always had, you know, when uh, in the olden days, when the PR of the press was so suffocatingly false, and there wasn't any way to know that they're liars. So people revered the President of the United States. People revered FDR while he was the biggest bum in the world. He wasn't faithful to his wife. He just looked for power. He knew he was dying and he ran for election a fourth time. It was like a Biden. But in those days, the press just agreed with whatever they said. And all you knew was what the press said. And you should know when, when he died, people were mourning for him. He's such a maneuver, a disgusting human being. He, he didn't even die, you know, uh, with his wife at his side, but rather with his mistress at his side. Okay, that's the kind of bum that he was. He went through terrible things. But, but they revered him, why? Because people looked at him, and in those days, the United States was a, a growing power. And he's protected. So you could never get an appointment to see him. But they felt so close to him because of what he did for them. Okay. So so when you so when you look around and you see that everything is amazing, and and you realize that this is all happening from the kingdom, right? You see there's hospitals, you see there's roads, you see there's all the things that you need over there. But that's not the real goal. The goal is that we don't want to recognize the hospital and the roads. The goal is to recognize the king. That's the ultimate goal, so to speak. And that becomes a general rule. For all things that we see, they're really just a result of a source that brings them, but it's not the main thing. But the results tell us something about the source. So again, let's uh, let's discuss uh, certain. Uh, one second. He gives an interesting example. Um, you have, let's say, a um, in a store. You have these. What do you call it? These uh, cameras that uh, are watching what's going on over there. Okay. So this this to prevent thievery. Okay, now what is right? Yeah, yeah. yeah theft. So are you, what are you gonna say that those detectors are what's stopping thievery? What's stopping it? That there's somebody who's looking through it and can see. It's not the item itself. The camera is stopping thievery. 
there's knowing that somebody is watching the camera and is, is seeing what's going to happen. So let's take a look at our body. Our body is really just a hunk of flesh, bones, blood, sinew, and things like that. As we know, Gemara says we have three partners in a human being, a father, mother, and Hashem. When it's time to die, how many of the three partners is pulling out? One, it's Hashem. He takes his part and says the part from the mother and father, they could stay, <laughs> but you're dead. The main humanity is the divine soul that Hashem put into the person. And even though it's very deep levels, five levels of soul and things like that, we can't really know how great all that is. But how do we know we have a soul? We know we have a soul by the fact that we can do things. Now the fact we're doing them things in and of itself isn't really anything. The fact that you see my hand doing things, the thing that, that my, my foot is doing things, that's not, that's not the real thing. That's only the result. But it's really an expression of the soul and the powers of that soul are expressed through the body. In other words, we're able to appreciate the soul because we can't see the soul. But we can appreciate how wondrous the body is and what it does. So now Hashem created all kinds of worlds. Spiritual worlds, the highest of the worlds, the world of Atsilas, we have no idea what it's all about. And then it descends into the next world, into the next world, to the next world, until we come to this world that we can see, the world of Asiyah. But what is the point of looking at this world? This world is meant to reflect everything that's above. The fact that we walk around and do things and way we handle ourselves in, in existence and everything that's happening over here. It really is coming from a chain that's going all the way to the top. And if things are going down here, it's reflective of what's going on all the way to the top. We're just reflecting. Okay, now if you want to be able to see an angel that's doing things over here, you're not able to. It's beyond our ability to perceive things. But when you go and walk and you see a blade of grass growing, what does that reflect? Reflects the Gemara says there isn't a blade of grass that doesn't grow without a malach telling it to grow. So therefore, when you see the grass, if you're smart, you can understand it's only reflecting what's going on above. And that is the malchus. Okay. And you reflect that. And now you're seeing a lot of other things that's going on. So what does that really mean? So it really means that what you have here is really nothing more than a reflection of what's going on above. And everything that is being reflected, so much is being reflected. You, in other words, you can understand everything from the little bit that you see here, although here it's really nothing. But it's a reflection of awesome realities over here. And, uh, and that means really nothing here is really, really happening. I, I'm getting confusing here, but let me just summarize and make, make it clear what's happening over here. When uh, you, know, you look at a human being, you really can dissect human being. There, there's cells there's, that cells reproduce and this and that. You're not doing it here. It's coming from a higher power that's coming down over here. The fact that over here, the body itself is doing nothing. 
but it's all coming from other things. You want to say it's coming from the, the, the molecular structure, okay? Where's the molecular structure from? It's come the world above us that provides that. And where's that coming from? The world before? Well, it comes to Hashem. Now, if this world was really something of and of itself, it would not be reflecting what is above. Okay, that's the trick. The, the, this is the problem with Greek understanding. The Greek understanding in physics and all these things saying this is the reality. And this reality is a powerful reality. And we have to learn how to contend with this reality. The point is this world is nothing. It's reflecting a very powerful reality. And what's that very powerful reality? Ultimately, it's going all the way up to Hashem. And the only way we can really understand Hashem is if this we allow this world to reflect that greatness of Hashem. And then we can get to know Hashem. That's the whole point why Hashem put us in this world. He gave such an amazing world that says it could only be Hashem who's doing this because the human body on itself can't be doing it. It's God is having the human being as the tool to make these things happen. Once you think it's all coming from the body, then you've cut Hashem out of the picture. But if you understand that it's really just reflecting an awesome power, you can say, my, how amazing Hashem is that he has created such amazing realities for our benefit. And this is all on loan from Hashem to give us all this. And now I'm not taking my body. I'm taking God's body that's reflecting his greatness. And I'm trying to emulate his greatness through that. If I'm my own thing, then I don't have to emulate anybody. I'm myself. But if we really are nothing, so what can I be? I can emulate Hashem. And what's going to motivate me? Because I see the amazing things he does. And that's the bracha Sheri Yatsar is really saying. So when we're really, it's not we're just not only saying, I know it's not my body, it's Hashem, so it's on loan for me. But he says, but more than this, this is a reflection of divinity that is there. And my purpose is to acknowledge that. And that's how I get to know HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And you say this bracha six, seven times a day. Now you get to have a very close and understanding of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Okay, we'll stop it over here today. Shkoya. What? Yes, one second. Let me just turn off.